The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. But I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the Militia live on X Spaces right now, actually. The Orange fought back after being down 15, uh, tying the game at 60, but struggled to hit shots late. Joe Girard closed the game out. From the free throw line, that's fitting. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. Um, Joe, your 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 popping tops is is been abysmal as of late, and yet another dud. So, I mean, I think it's just it's it's the cell phone, or it's not the cell, it's the headphones. Are those um, new? Yeah, I think. Oh, you think you're not sure? I mean, it's just disappointing. Dude, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing anything different. I'm just saying you know it's I mean? disappointing. It's just like one day. Like, I don't even know if you're really messing with me or not. I guess no, I got to go mean, back. You could go back because, and listen. I mean, but, I mean, it's disappointing. I think that we all have a standard that when the show opens, I pause there and you do that. And then, and, and then that, that, is, that kicks off the show right. Now, what, right, right, what right, you've right. Dar- started to do is, is not do that properly. And now everything's screwed up. So, um, well, I mean, I haven't changed anything. I'm doing it. I'm doing it all the same way. So I, I don't, don't know. I mean, how come technical difficulties always got to be on my side? Maybe it's something that your that your side isn't picking up. I no, <laughs> no. You're the one that does it. Therefore, it's on you to complete the task. It's not that difficult. I mean, don't get me wrong. The task gets completed for sure. Yeah, I believe that actually. Okay, touche. But it doesn't. It doesn't record, and it's disappointing. I'm just letting you know to step it up. You have to do something else. Anyway, I mean, maybe I have to uh, venture into investigating this. Maybe, um, maybe just hold it closer to the mic. Anyways, um, look, I said uh, I said the last show. I just wanted to see him fight. Well, they fought. Okay, this is this is the team that I think we saw earlier in the year, team that does fight, team that does not give up, and a team that, at the very least, gave themselves a shot. And like I said, man, right now that's all we can ask for. I think we've gone ahead and chalked this year up. I mean, that was a good opportunity to come into the North Carolina game and, and shock the world and, and be maybe in the talks, but I don't know. It was good. And, and it was good. 
It was it's too bad they couldn't close the game out. It's too bad they put the one guy you don't want at the free throw line on the free throw line to close the game out, and that guy just happened to be Joe Girard. Um, storybook day for him with 18 points, hit his first four threes, and and um, got his 2,000th point in the dome on the free throw line where he's just um, tremendous. I mean, he's shooting 93% so far this year from the line. It's, it's, it's Told y'all not to boom. And, and you know what? That's another thing, too. Like, why? Why are we doing that? I don't understand. Why are you booing the guy? Yeah, it's embarrassing. You know, and then he gets up to the podium. He talked at the podium for, for 10 minutes. I mean, he, 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 you know, he, he loves this place. He's orange through and through. And after this year, you know, he, he will resume that. But um, Yeah, very good friend still with Jerry McNamara. Yeah, I mean. I, still I just, close with Coach. And this is his area. He's from up here. He's got... He played four years up here, you know. He's yeah. got a lot of relationships. He spoke. He spoke to that, you know. Um, and even Justin Taylor spoke about how it, he didn't think it made any sense as to why they would boom. I can understand possibly, you know, you know, because yeah. There's a there's a there's a number of reasons not to do that. Um, well, especially in the beginning of the game, right? Well, you know, you have players on the team still. Like, I, I don't know, man. I think these fans, they just constantly shoot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. Um, you know, and speaking of the fans, because I, I kind of, um, I, I, I dogged the turnout last last game, but they were awesome yesterday. I think yeah. I think we, I think we probably, probably the best game of the season. Probably when when uh, Starling tied the game at sixty and that long two jumper, that place, that's what I'm used to. That's yep. the that's mm-hmm. the sound. Twenty three thousand, that's the sound. They went nuts at the beginning of the game. They were they were loud. They weren't just sitting on hands after the first shot was scored. They were loud. They stayed loud. There was a, there was just a you know the monotone noise. That is disruptive, and um, it was good. I thought it was good from start to finish, especially when they got back in that thing. They were great, but the booing—the no, booing was was a bad look. I hate that. I, yeah, I didn't, that I didn't like that, and then I just kind of knew I was like, all right, Joe's going to go off, you know. And he didn't really go off, off. I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, he had it's eighteen a, points, but it was he. It was very efficient. He didn't miss. He missed one shot. He missed one shot the whole game. Um, played thirty-seven minutes, and, and it was a three. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a three. It was his fifth um, one. Took him five to finally miss. But, I mean, you also got to look. I mean, we had 13. Yeah, 13 more shots than they did. They they shot 61% from two. They shot 43% from the three-point line. I mean, we spoke about, you know, the possible path of having a chance to win this game. And a lot of it was, you know, us making it ugly us using our athleticism and stuff like that. And, you know, Clemson only had, I think, five or six turnovers, in, you know, when they went down to Chapel Hill to play North Carolina. And, you know, they had 21 yesterday. So, and there was a lot of times, too, where you could tell, you know, there's large parts of the game where we would control the pace. We weren't necessarily scoring, but Clemson isn't really a team that wants to play at that pace. You saw guys visibly were tired on their side. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's just a situation where we did some of the things we needed to do, and not even. And I hate the fact that it's go close out the second half. Yeah, we tied it. I get that you want to <clears throat> amount of energy we had to to consume to to do that, but they just needed to 
hit anything in the first half. I mean, the amount of turnovers we had, we should have had a lot more points off turnovers. We shot only 39% from the floor, um, missed a bunch of threes. We missed some open. I mean, we had open shots that we missed as well, too. So, I mean, if we would have just hit a couple shots, you know, we needed to hit something in the, the first half was they, really, they I had, think, the reason why we lost that game. They went two for 19 at one point in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, so we were turning it. We were turning them over. There was times where Clemson they were making really bad turnovers. You know, just dropping the ball. We were getting steals. Um, we had them sped up and, and uncomfortable, and we could not. I mean, the amount of gimmies and open shots and little things. You know, Malik Brown ball just goes out of his hands when he would have had a layup or a dunk. I mean, JJ Starling missed a pretty easy layup at one point, and he was you know, well he went again, off. He made up for um, that invisible. Well, he made up for it, but I mean, it was in the second half. But I'm just saying, like, um, he was invisible again in the first half. We need him to get, um, you know, faster starts. But I mean, yeah, that, that's really what it was to me. It was the first half shooting. I think that Clemson gave us the opportunities. Uh, we just weren't efficient enough, and we can't give them a 13 point lead in the first half, um, and then expend all that energy. Same five guys on the floor for the whole second half, basically. Uh, just to tie it up. And I know, like, again, you're right there. You can take the lead. But to me, it was the inefficiencies of the first half that lost that game for us. And um, David, in the in the spaces, brings up the fact that Judah had a hard time getting to the line and drawing fouls. And um, he didn't even get to the line until the second half. But they didn't even attempt a free throw in the first half. So... Um, it, they eventually yeah. they have eventually had 15 chances there and much better uh, today or uh, yesterday than it was um, against um, was it Wake Forest? <laughs> so uh, which was terrible. You know the line has been something that I thought we were you know pretty consistent at until recently. But 11 for 15 yesterday, which isn't terrible. But um, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Let's let's listen to see what coach had to say and then uh, we will get in some fan feedback. Man to man defense was finally got had a little bit more pop than it had been in the last couple of weeks. I thought um, you know the, in the first half, you know, it was really about our offense. You know, we held them down to about 30, 30 points, then they got going late. We was pushing up to 37, but I thought our defense for the first for the first for the first part of the half was was good. It's just our offense was bad. We were stagnant, didn't move the ball, um, and we talked about that trying to you know open up lanes, pass and cut. We just didn't do that. We took, I mean, I don't even think how many good shots we took the first half. There were probably none of them, and uh, we got. Uh, I thought I, again, you know, in the second half, I thought we settled down, did a good job to battle back, and then the last four minutes, same thing again. Um, you know, we didn't execute what we needed to execute, you know, defensively, you know, started gambling, uh, you know, shot selection got, went back, we, you know, we were, we were in the bonus, so we were trying to, you know, drive the ball, we had some success, that's what got us back into the game, then we get a rebound, and we, we take a, you know, a bad shot off a rebound, so I just thought our last four minutes, when we battled so well to get back in, we just, you know, our discipline on both ends of the, on both sides of the ball was just, was not there, questions. I know it's bittersweet to see Joe on the other side, but everything he did for Syracuse and getting the 2,000 points on this floor, just what you can say about what he meant to the program and who he is. To be honest with you, I just thought Joe played a really good game. He stepped up when he needed when they needed him. He had some big shots. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely gotten better. Um, 
you know, I thought, uh, you know, he had a really good game, good efficient game. He hit big shots when they needed him to hit big shots. And, uh, you know, so that's that. I think it's all us. It is all us. I mean, we got him in the bonus early. You know, um, it's us. I think this is what's the most frustrating thing is this game was us the last four minutes. We did what we did, what we needed to do to get back into the game. And then the last four minutes, we just we didn't do the things that we needed to do to win. Right. How come Kyle Cuff hasn't been able to get out through the last two games? You know, uh, just just my my feel. Um, you know, I thought, uh, <clears throat> you know, I thought uh, the guys that played had a good good rhythm going um, and uh, you know, that was just, you know, that was just kind of, you know, coach's decision. That's not anything physical? No, no, he's fine. What can you tell us about Peter Carey's injury? Is it a short-term thing or is he going to be out a while? I, I have no idea. It was a surprise to me. Um, I learned about it before the game, so I don't know how long he's going to be out or, or when he's going to be back in. Thank you. So Peter Carey doesn't get any minutes. Monir um, Hima filled in uh for him, his his three or four minutes that he fills in the game. So um, I guess Hema is probably not 100% either. So um, look, it's going to be a struggle. I mean, um, the Kyle Cuff thing, I'm glad someone asked about that because we, I mean, we wondered about that last game. And then, you know, this game, he, he was, um, he didn't get any minutes, but I did notice right. him on the bench and he was into it. And so, th- I mean, I don't know what, what that is, but um, we got to imagine this coach's decision. The guy's out there kind of gelling and giving him the best chance to win. So, um, you know, I'm not going to look too much into any of that. But, uh, you know, right. like he said, I think the most poignant thing he, he talked about is that the, the last four minutes of this game, they tied it with like three and some change left, right? And then from there, it was just not – you know they failed to hit shots and um, the defense wasn't great. I think obviously with uh, Malik Brown in foul trouble, they have to have him on the floor. But they blew by him a couple times for some easy layups, and it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, you know, you want him on the floor, but you don't want them to score. So what the hell do you do? <laughs> you know, he's gonna put himself in a bad spot and get in foul out of the game. It doesn't help either. So it's kind of yeah. a, it was kind of a situation where damned if you do and damned if you don't at the end of that game with with him with four fouls. He got two quick ones like back to back. Um, what was it? Beginning of the second half, something like that. I mean, I can't remember, but you know, two two kind of one really dumb one and. Back to back, I it this. just puts. I yeah, puts yeah, I mean, I wanted to always. What the hell is going on? It looked like that shuffling guy like, tripped like on his leg, but it didn't look like. I mean, Malik Brown doesn't have eyes in the back of his head, so I don't really. I think he was just moving, and he tripped over his leg, and then there was another one that was pretty ticky tack. Uh, I mean, look, the refs weren't great, but at the end of the day, they weren't the reason why we lost. Like what Autry said, um, I mean, it was us and not hitting our shots in the first half, and then it was, you know, us. The last four minutes when, you know, we just couldn't get over the hump there, even after we made that comeback. So, uh, like you said, saw a team that fought. That that game would have been really, really nice. But, you know, it was just a very, um, 
what made it worse too, I guess, I think is Gerard in like just every shot, like every time where we had, there's a couple times where we had momentum, this crowd was into it. And then Joe Gerard would hit a three and it's like, ah. you know, like when Judah went for that steal mm-hmm. and, and Joe got it, I was like, I knew almost like I knew that he was going to make that three, you know, we've, we've seen him do it. So, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, that, that, that to me was, was the hardest, the hardest pill to swallow yesterday. Was if they would have came in and their big dudes had dominated us, which they did on the boards and then, you know, in points in the paint as well. But, I mean, just the fact that, you know, all the clutch just needed threes that Joe Girard hit against us. What, knowing, what, uh, how many points did we score off of turnovers? Because I, I, I don't think it was many. <laughs> and we were kind of we were kind of one and done on offense. I mean, if it didn't go down and we weren't getting the rebound, I mean, there was a couple times we got a couple. How many offensive rebounds did we get? Um, two, or excuse me, eight. Yeah. So I mean, um, we had more offensive rebounds. Um, actually, it's not than, terrible. Uh, than they did. Well, yeah, but uh, the, we, we yeah. had fifteen. We had fifteen were, points off of turnovers. They also shot sixty percent from the floor. So right. Yeah, but that's the thing is we had 13 more shots than them. That's what I was saying. I mean, if we just hit shots, um, you know, they had 21 turnovers. We only got 15 points off those turnovers. You know, we had eight turnovers. They got 10 points off those turnovers. So Clemson gave us the chance. I mean, Clemson, they made enough mistakes to give us that opening to, to beat them. And we just did not hit the shots. At Chicken Stanley on Twitter, Judah with bad shots, uh, decisions down the stretch again for the last eight plus minutes. They played too fast and not smart. Great comeback, though. Um, yeah, but like you said, Joe, I mean, when they sped the game up, then that, that put Clemson in kind of a, a, you know, it put them in a bad spot. It's just not how they want to do things. And, it, it, you know, and when you speed up, tend to be. Um, you know, if you're not mistake free during that time, then there that's right. you know it just gets sloppy sometimes, and it's down the stretch. And um, I know that they obviously wanted the ball in Joe Girard's hand down the stretch, and you kind of like don't have a choice sometimes, but to to follow the guy with the ball, right? So, um, right, you know, just unfortunate. But I'm I got to be I'm not upset about it, and um, it sucks. It does suck getting that close. And not being able to have the W because, you know, it was a game that we need. Now we got to go to Clemson and try to play them there. So, I mean, that's another quad one opportunity. And then you got UNC coming. That's a quad one opportunity, obviously. So there's some chances left. I mean, I'm a, the, it's the slim to none, but they're there. And kind of just chalk this year up to... A rebuilding year, right? I mean, what do, what are we gonna do? You just you you just after the past couple losses, you just want to see him fight, and that's that's I guess what I took out of yesterday. I wasn't even that mad about it, right? Well, you know, I think you know I mean? yeah. I mean, we've gone through this whole season not really knowing how good this team was, right? I mean, I remember we were like, oh, we're winning the ones we're supposed to win, and um. But we never knew how good we were, you know. Even when we played, you know, the Oregon. The organs, the Miami, like they didn't have their starting centers. Uh, so, I mean, would we have won if they did have them? Um, and then I think when we start, when we lost to Florida State and Boston College, I think that's when people started to question it. And also, I think when it got to the point to where, you know, every every game, every team that we were losing to, you know, granted being good teams, like they were killing us. 
we were losing by 20, 30 points. Um, so I think that that started to wear everyone down and they started to lose confidence. Obviously, that Boston College game, um, you know, hurt a lot of people. So, but again, like you said, it's it's still there. You know, the, the path is there. It's just, again, you're going to have to get one of these big wins, right? Yeah, we're, we kind of always play the mathematically eligible game, right? And I mean, if you think there's a chance, then there's a possibility. But right. the window's closing. Um, add Salting Warrior 4, yet another game because Judah puts it on himself and plays Hero Ball, selfish player who flops, always looking... For the whistles and flashy plays, tired of the immaturity from this roster and bad coaching, what did Red draw up out of the timeout? Um, I don't. When you look at how the offense was and how Clemson was playing like blankets, I mean, it's it's there was no one was creating any space. I don't know if I'm that mad about Judah kind of taking it upon himself. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Look, take a look at like Justin Taylor. And I'm not, I'm not trying to bag on anybody, but he had like a, he had a 10 point game last game. And then, you know, before that he's scored less than 10 points in the last like eight games. Someone besides, in this besides room stole my autograph so, basketball. Golly day. Sorry about that. Joe, you can't hear that, but this ads keep popping up on my computer. Um, <laughs> Um, so, you know, his, his problem is, is he gets, he's just can't create space. He has no room to do anything. He's constantly just, you know what I'm saying? So they kind of, I mean, this team overall doesn't even look like it really has that good of an offensive identity. I mean, they're just kind of out there playing basketball, running around, picking, trying to basically, you know, give the driver space, uh, or get some type of, you know, mismatch. But a lot of it looks like, you know, hero ball one-on-one stuff um that's why i don't know i mean it's it's difficult because obviously someone's got to play point but i mean quadier copeland seems to make things happen you know um he seems to move the ball a little bit more um when malik brown gets a pass for a dunk or a, or a layup it's normally him more than anybody else uh so yeah i mean sometimes the ball just stops when it gets in judah's hands and then people are kind of just standing around and it's just really um really stagnant and really ugly especially um when you see him end up shooting a fadeaway uh jumper that you know just hits the rim and goes off and it's just like that offensive series is horrible like i don't know i think that we need i mean again we're limited as well with with our bench and with our rotation but I mean, that's kind of what it looks like. You know, if they're not out running in, in transition and, and and trying to, to do stuff like that, like then it's very, very stagnant a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, six for 18 wasn't probably wasn't his game to. I, I would agree with that, you know, just going by the numbers. Six for 18 from the field, probably not the best game to try to try to do it. But in, in, in Starling was hot. I mean, maybe the ball's in Starling hand, Starling's hands and – at the end of this to try to to close it out but either way it doesn't matter i mean i i don't know how to analyze it it's just they're they're a far better team and at the end of the day the the chance was there and they they couldn't close it out and clemson closed it out well yeah and then too i think that we have to kind of keep a lot into perspective as well because we expected 
you know, Naheem McLeod, we, we expected uh, a much improved Benny Williams. Um, we expected a chance Westry. So, I mean, this is an incomplete team, obviously, as we see it. Like you said, it's Red's first year, so first year going to man-to-man and, and with a new head coach. So we knew there was going to be some hiccups, but considering everything that's happened and considering where they're sitting now, um, which is better than what it's been the last two years, then – uh, it's not awful, right? Yeah. Um, here, here's one. At No Blanchard 44, the offense refuses to move around. They look like statues. Not having a center is killing us on defense. Naheem might not have been great on offense, but they're really missing his shot blocking ability. Uh, our tournament chances are officially dead, barring an ACC tourney win. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that's going to be seeded, too, because of how close everybody is really in, in the ACC, as far as the standings go. Um, you know, Syracuse just went below 500, right? So, um, still have a chance to make some noise, you know, Virginia tech lost to this, this, this weekend. And, um, it's just all over the place, the ACC. I mean, uh, Notre Dame pulled out a win against, uh, was that was the Virginia tech game, right? Notre Dame beat Virginia Tech. I think that's true. But um, I can check real quick. But, um, yeah, I mean, you do have the tournament. And we always say, you know, there is a shot. (laughs) But the path is not going to be easy. I I think to say that there's only three teams going to make the tournament from the ACC, too, I still think. I don't know if they're still saying that, but they were last week. I, I think is. Um, I think it's four now. Is it four now? With Wake, okay. four, with Wake Forest is okay. the first four out, but they beat NC State yesterday. I think Wake Forest is going to end up sneaking in there Okay. as well. So, I mean, I'm guessing probably five. That's what I'm thinking. Um, like, maybe maybe five or I'm probably five max, yeah. but See, the it, problem is like right now being five and nine, right? And we're six and seven. If we go to or fifteen and nine, sorry, if we go to a fifteen and ten, and a six and eight in the ACC, then it's going to look pretty bad. But then we have, I mean, pretty much five winnable games in a row. And if you plug off five of those games, now you're talking about now you're twenty and nine. And you're 11 and 8 in the conference, and you still have time to completely, you know, that's momentum. And it's near the end of the year, and sometimes that can help. Um, but the problem is, is that none of those games are really going to be maybe at NC State. It's probably going to be your your best quad win. All the other ones are going to be like quad three and expected wins um, with your last game at Clemson. So um, that's why this Clemson game was, was so important. So you only have two more quad one um options left and you know even if we were to win those five games i don't know how much it moves the needle because of where those teams sit so um you know near the end we might look like you know you get 20 wins and you start thinking you got a possibility but what's your best win where's that that signature win and and i just and we we haven't got it yet i mean we can't we can't hang our hats on oregon you know, no. that's still a quad one win technically, but we can't hang our hats on that because it's just. I mean, trust me, if you if you go into the bubble talk and you're, you know, they show your best wins and your, your best losses and all that. Like if your best wins say, you know, neutral court to Oregon and home against Miami and Louisville or not Louisville, NC State. 
No one cares. You know, that's not that's not gonna that's <laughs> yeah. not gonna It's not moving the needle. <laughs> that's not moving yeah. It's not gonna compare to the other teams that are gonna be on the bubble, I'll tell you that. Uh at David Super, we well, we reached that point now where wins and losses don't matter. Players and coaches need to figure out how to get an auto bid, win three and three days or four and four days or whatever it takes. Got to figure out rebounding, free throws, defense, all with a lack of bench and on and on. <laughs> that, that's kind of where I'm. That's kind of where I'm at. That's why I'm, to analyze the schedule and what we got coming up, and it's just I don't. I don't know if it matters, and, and you know we just kind of mentioned it as far as the tournament goes, and I just I don't see football season's going to be fun. Stop. That's where I'm at. What? How? When have I ever? No, been, stop. When have I ever been there? When, when have I ever been never there? Been there. Okay. You've never uh, been there because we still have lacrosse and then summer. Yes, we got we got lacrosse. Lacrosse is going to be excellent. And that's a tournament. That's a tournament team. Um, superstars all over the field on that, but but we don't dedicate our time here to lacrosse. Very little, very little of our time is spent on lacrosse. And I watch lacrosse, like I'm I'm into lacrosse. I've I've, I've always been, and I enjoy it. But that's not what we do. We do football and basketball. Syracuse women Syracuse, basketball. They're going to be in the postseason again. We talk very little about women's basketball as well along with lacrosse because we do because we do men's basketball and we do football here they're actually currently playing uh louisville cardinals right now on the is louisville ranked uh yeah louisville is i think 15th or 16th we're ranked 23rd yeah that's that would be uh that would be a, a solid if they could pull that win off that's awesome yeah um yeah they're they're excellent lacrosse team's excellent you know i mean you got soccer coming up. You want to talk soccer too, Joe? <laughs> huh? I mean, if you want to. Look, I've watched what? my daughter play soccer all last year, and, and, and I still don't understand it. So I have no clue what the hell the rules are there. I'm, I'm that par- parent that's lost asking all the questions. So I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's keep going. Um, Q's Waterboy says pain. Uh, at Drew Cuse, bad execution to close out, not smart at all. Um, at Orange Coach 44, shout out to JG3, good for him. Um, now the rest of us need to get some better bounces and shots, just a few more. Was there any part of you that was happy or, you know, happy for Joe Girard and, and to have, I'll tell you what. When they when they announced that he was X amount of points away from hitting two thousand, I I I wanted to win the game and and have him in a perfect world, have him do that in the dome and win the game. I thought that that was really awesome uh, for him to do that in the dome, and yeah, um, you know I just I I was rooting for him to do that, and you know I didn't want the dude to go off. And I and I wanted to win the game, but it was hard not to. It was hard not to be happy for for the dude um, yeah. doing that at the dome at the free throw yeah. line. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, mean, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't let sports for me make me that upset that I can't you know respect something like that. You know, you had a situation where for four years he played you know right down from where he grew up, and his you know family could go see so many games at the dome and see him play. Right. 
and he he had a great career here. And then for his final season, he went somewhere else and went to Clemson, some place where, you know, his family can't come. So for him to be able to come back to where it all started and do that and in have front his, of his dad and have his and have his family, that. you know, and his grandma was in attendance, and you know, which is family and friends there to witness him scores two thousand where it all started. You know, I mean, like like the. They had brought it up too. I mean, that guy's won state football state championships in that state in that same dome, right? Yeah. So he's right, he's had right a lot of memories he, there, right? Right before he, it was it was he ended the football season in high school, and then the next spring he was our next winner. He was playing for Syracuse basketball. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a lot of memories in the dome, and you know, I think he's he's eventually going to be a guy that. He's a bleed orange kind of guy, you know. I mean, Clemson's orange too. So, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I'm not that big of a sports crazy person that I'm going to get all pissed off because we lost and not be able to, you know, celebrate honor, something yeah, like celebrate that. and honor yeah. the fact that that was pretty damn cool for him. Because I mean, how many points did he score with us? <laughs> Majority. Yeah, like well, obviously, but I mean, fifteen hundred something. Was it? Has he scored that many this year? Holy cow! Um, anyway, I, I thought it was cool. I'm happy for him. At level up, Luke brings up the fact that uh, Fran Brown, no, number one recruiter again, back to football, and yeah, national recruiter of the year per two four seven, I believe it was. Um, so I don't think there's much of a surprise there. Saw Fran Brown. Um, I think he's playing all time quarter. Uh, uh, yeah, all time quarterback with some some kids in Walnut Park. So, um, some students yeah, down right. there. So, um, a man of the people, Fran Brown. So, yeah, and congrats to him. And then the recruiting is just bonkers. So, uh, and then he says, uh, bring him on to talk soccer. So, that could be Joe's new podcast. Joe's, Joe's solo podcast with special guest Luke to talk soccer. What do you think, Joe? I can't talk soccer. You know that. Why? <laughs> because, because I don't really know the rules either. <laughs> well, that's why he bring Luke on. You just have him educate us both. But I'll be listening. You could you can conduct the show. I don't know if I can I do that. I barely can make it, it, it in all in all seriousness. I could barely make enough time to do what we do now. Um <laughs> David mentions the fact that um, seven games left for the four toughest games left of all on Tuesday night after a quick turnaround. Yes, of a, a Saturday game. It is going to be that uh, Tuesday at seven o'clock. Quick turnaround. Um, no bench. How are we going to navigate that, Joe? Uh, very strategically. <laughs> <laughs> with a running clock that's how we navigate that i have no idea <laughs> um i feel like yeah i mean i'm at the point now like i think that the team can get better like i said i mean we're we're shorthanded we're one of the youngest teams um yeah i just i there's a lot of things that are going against us but we still if we can turn around and we can play a, team, a game like we did yesterday like gives us a chance it's just we never really put together like full halves or full games it's always in little spurts you know where one player doesn't do anything in the first half like jj and then second half comes out and this is like like thanks but where was that type situation you know so um 
I think I'm, I'm at the point now where I feel like the only way we have a chance is if Chance comes back and he actually like can spark some type of I don't know that that uh, coach has not been asked about that in quite some time. You know, last we heard was a few weeks to a month ish. That's I don't force I don't see that in the future I mean I think this year. Well, my I guess my um, my guess on it was that they were going to, no matter what, they were going to try to make it like to, to where he could still redshirt this year. So there's some type of percentage of games yeah, or something. something that, yeah, there's so many, so like many games you, you can play in before you're not right. eligible for a redshirt. Right. So I think that even if he were to, being, to be close to becoming ready, I don't think they're going to waste games on like five, six minutes here at a time in some games just to try to get his legs under him. Um, probably be better if he... They got his legs under him, and he was practicing in full for quite some time, and get under to that number to where, you know, he can play near the end of the season, but still use a rusher. At Mike at seven four eight five five one six five, kids played hard. Clemson is good, but not great. If we had a legit center, we probably win. No more thin guys from now on. Recruit some Anawaku dudes. Six ten two forty five mandatory. Uh, get all of them in the damn weight room. Loved the effort. Simply outmatched. Frustrating as hell. Yeah, man. A big, strong center would be so nice. Yeah. If you know, I don't see Naheem as the kind of guy to bulk up, but just his presence and height down there is is good. But you want. You you want that? He he's so right. When you talk about Anawaku, he's just a strong guy down there. You know, he's not getting the ball stolen from him. He's going straight up to the rim. He's not. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. We haven't had that in so long. You know, and yet Jesse Edwards was. I mean, not necessarily a strong guy, but he just developed to be so so good, and um. You know, yeah. you, you miss it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I get that, and I, I do miss that. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Malik Brown's holding his own. He's absolutely holding his own, no doubt about it. D- I mean, uh, he but is... Brownell said said some very um, nice things. He had some nice things to say about Malik Brown. And he, he's he's the lunch pail guy. Was the one thing like yeah, he is. He he's the lunch pail guy, man. He he just he just comes out and does what he's supposed to do because um, it's because it's his job. And he try yeah. he's he's always doing the best he can and um he's I mean, he's amazing. He's amazing. Um but for him being where he is, Joe, like like to your point, he's extremely impressive to be doing what yeah. he's doing right now. Yeah, yeah, and I think that this in here, I got I got one here, but um here in, in Facebook, this team is frustrating. They will get down double digits, play great team ball, and then as soon as they either tie or take the lead, they immediately stop playing great team ball and revert to ISO ball. Judah is not an NBA talent, no outside shot, drives recklessly and takes unnecessary contested fadeaway shots. JJ, Malik, Bell and Quidier were the better players in this game, and I don't even think JJ touched the ball after tying the game at sixty because of Judah. Judah is not as good as he thinks he is, just pass the ball, dude. Infuriating. Um, I think Judah is is great. Like I like but that to what I said earlier, I I thought that you had a guy with a hot hand. Why didn't Starling why didn't the game come down to the ball in his hands? On, on offense, especially after a couple of empty trips, 
right. you, know, you have an empty trip, and then you're you, then now you're fouling. They're 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 scoring from the foul line because you put ninety three percent free throw shooter there. I mean, right. yeah, it was, that's a great point. He put it better than I yeah. put it. Whoever that was. So, but but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he touched the ball either after that tying that. Well, yeah, and I think that, and sometimes, and that's what's so weird about it. And I think that's, I think the most frustrating thing is, is like literally, you can watch a game, and then you can watch a, a five to eight to ten minute stretch where we look like a tournament team. Yeah, like, like damn, like we the, could play the, with anybody. The, yeah, the and comeback. then in the same games, we could see a five to eight to ten minute, like course of the ball game where we don't even look like we're good enough to go to the nit and i don't know if it's one of those things with you know egos you know like coach babers used to say drop the e and go like i mean these this team needs to want to win more than you know personal accomplishments and it's one of those things where judah is good but i like the judah that scores 14 points 13 points goes to the free throw line and had 9, 10, 11, 12 assists more than I like the guy that's 6 of 18 with 5 assists or something. like. You know what I mean? Like I, JJ needs to get going early. He needs to take shots early. Um, he can't go a first half like that and feel seem like he's not even involved in, in, in the offense. And to be perfectly honest with you, um, Quidier Copeland is the best playmaker with, with the ball in his hands. And to me personally, he should be the one with the ball in his hands. Everyone else should be playing off of him. He should be the one getting the ball. It also open. opens – I'm sorry. It op- That opens up stuff for Judah. Like, you know what I mean? Well, that's the, and that's the other thing that I was going to say is Judah, you know, I think the problem that he has is that he's more of a one-on-one score. You know? I don't really – I mean, he's got to get to – we got to get to a point to where – you know he's the guy that's cutting to the basket, and and, and Quadier's getting right. him the ball, not right. so that he doesn't have to be the one-on-one guy just to get his own shot because it just stops everything. Um, I think Quadier Copeland, he's he's the playmaker. Malik Brown is a hell of a team play, player. To me, he's he's slowly climbing up to the the person that's got the best chance to actually be a legitimate NBA player on a, on this team, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean Judah. He had to he had to carry our team last year because of the team and who we had. I mean, who we had Jesse, we had Joe, and then we had Judah, right? Um, and it seemed like they all kind of just got their own shots. Well, I think this year we have a team where you have players like a Chris Bell, like a JJ, like a Malik, and a Quadier, where they're they've they've caught up in talent with Judah. Not to say they're right there with him, but. You know they're good enough to where they can they can play team ball. Like we don't need him to carry us like that anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I mean look here, here's another one. Um, just at M Prumo eleven. Judah as usual likes to take the game over when Copeland and JJ were doing just fine. Judah is not an NBA player. So there's a there's a few comments in here um, where people weren't happy with. With um, with Judah, but I understand it. I also heard that he hidden kind of um, while everybody else was doing interviews. He he made him he hid in the locker room until their their the reporters' opportunity to speak with players had evaporated. So I don't know what that's about. But if you are someone who's 
a leader, it's probably not the best look. So, um, at Shoebox, good fight, still poorly coached. They need to hit the portal and f- hard and find a damn center for once. Well, you mentioned that we're one over on the on the scholarships, right? So last last show. So, um, what does this team turn into at the end of the year? What you know does does Judah try to do the NBA thing again? I, I, if if me just being honest, I, I feel like. His NBA, um, what he needs to make the NBA has has not drastically improved from last year. So right. So I don't know. I mean, I would love to have him back. I don't know why we get on this this we get on the train of of just blaming one of the best players on the team for the for the you know a loss or could have done this, could have done that. It's so easy to sit back and look and say, well, I could have done this, could have done. That. Yeah, I know. We know. It's 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 different though if you got the ball in your hand and you're on the floor and you feel like you can make something happen. Right. I mean, he, you know, he he just could not yesterday get to the line. He did he had a hard time being able to do that and that's his game. Yeah. Well, he didn't get I mean there were some calls he didn't get, but Yeah, there was plenty. You game. know, there's a there's plenty of those now. And and he and, and because of who he is and what he does and we talked about it that he's right. just not getting them like he was getting them. Right. So that doesn't mean you just settle for fadeaway jumpers. No, you know? I, I agree. Mean, was, I mean, he hit some jumpers that, you know, some big big jumpers, you know. He got some points that were in that run. Um it's not like he shouldn't be out there. It's just I think that he should be looking for his teammates uh, a little bit more. And I think that when he turns in a one-on-one, I'm going to back you down and do my little turnaround fadeaway jumper. Like, I mean, everyone just stops moving. It's just it's almost like they, they, they're not even bothering cutting because they know that he's not going to, you know. So, again, it's, it's coaching. You know, like Steve said on Facebook, coaching, 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 the end. Um you know, you got to figure out a way to to fix that. You know, I mean, you can't, you don't want that that to be stagnant like that. I mean, if it's a crazy mismatch to where Judas just on fire, he's killing it. We've seen him take over games. Like, yeah, that's fine. But you can also take over games by using your, you know, ability to draw a double team, get to the rim, and make a nice pass to someone else for an easier shot. So um, that's what Adrian Archie's got to get to, and he's got to keep pushing the coach and keep pushing. You know, playing team defense or team team ball, period, and um, starting to play with each other more, and uh, you know, have it be less and less less hero ball and more ball movement. When they play like that, you can see the difference. And we have players that can that, that can do it. It's just Judah can't be the ball stopper. Yeah. Um, one more at Young Owie, I think. Syracuse didn't play great for a long stretch. Yes. Um, refs out absolutely blew some crucial calls. Classic Syracuse basketball these days. Um, did the refs blow enough calls to make it to make a, a big difference? I don't know. I mean, um, it's it's hard to say, right? Um, we talked about calls last game and, and how it was a whole lot better this year than last year. But I saw a couple. Um, I saw a couple of the, I mean, the, the, 
the real unfortunate one, and I don't remember at what point in the game it was. It was before I think it was before it was tied. It was during it was during the comeback I think when uh, Quarter Copeland was going after a loose ball and he was he was held, and then he ends up gathering the ball up anyway, and and they call it out of bounds, but it never even went out of bounds. You know, it's just, and yeah. you know what I'm talking. You know what, yeah, what I'm talking I know about. Exactly what you're talking about. He got held, and yeah, it definitely didn't go out of bounds. And they showed the replay. Um, that definitely didn't touch the line. So no, and I, I mean, know there's there was another one where Malik Brown's jersey got tugged by PJ Hall when he ran up to go grab or to go uh, do a to pick uh, somebody's guy. Um, you know, they didn't call that. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with the rule with the elbows to the face. Um, because I, I was under the impression that if, if you got an elbow to the face, if you're swinging a high elbow, I thought you're swinging a high elbow. If you're up here in, in your elbow comes in context with someone's face, I thought that was it. But there, I guess, I guess that if you're in their bubble or whatever area, it's all so subjective, man. Right. I was just going to say, cause and then not to say that, you know, a technical or, you know, get, get a kid kicked out of a game for something. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I just thought that whether it was intentional or not, that if you hit someone in the chin or, or in the face like that, that it was just an automatic, an automatic foul. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. I just I thought that that guy came up and he went to go create space uh, for you know against JJ and caught him right in, in the chin. You know? So I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that rules changed, but it's just some of those were weird to me. Um, I totally agree. Um, but again, like I said, I'm not going to blame the refs in this one. No, no, no. We had plenty of shots, yeah. open shots, the, opportunities the t- off turnovers that we missed. The, the 21 turnovers, um, and I don't know how many points we got off of turnovers altogether, but um, David reminds us in in the spaces that the first half was only four points off 11 turnovers. So... Um, if you're not capitalizing on those, on you know, ninety percent of them, then you're. I mean, it doesn't. It's not necessarily a recipe for a loss, but it sure does help. <laughs> you know, and I mean, no, you mean it helps when you take thirteen more shots than the opponents. <laughs> yeah, it's just you got to make them, and it's just the, that's just what we're kind of used to, right? Offensive stagnation, man. It's been quite some time, and you know, you just. You know, let it go, move on to the next one. You know, it's quite air Copeland was being interviewed in the locker room. He's like, you know, it's basketball. You know, we'll we'll take our lumps here and move on to the next one. That's all you got to do. But unfortunately, the next one is UNC, Joe, Tuesday. So I'm not going to run through the whole gamut. Um, but, you know, Clemson just beat UNC not too long ago here. You got Armando Baycott averaging a double-double. And got a couple guys that can – R.J. Davis – and uh, Harrison Ingram, who are hitting over 40% each from three. So um, they're going to come into the Dome. And we all remember the last game, which was uh, 103-67 to loss. It's the, the worst loss Syracuse has suffered since joining the ACC. Um, Mintz had 21 points, I think. Uh, I think it's not on here, but I think... Um, what was it? it? Was JJ had sixteen or Quadier had sixteen or something? There was there. I mean, everybody pitched in, and and unfortunately, just wasn't enough. But um, you know, we've gotten out rebounded. What was it? Forty one to twenty, um, against Wake Forest, and I think what was this one, Joe? 
40 to 25. What was it? Oh, this past one, I don't know, 40 to 23, 24, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're getting crushed on the boards, huh. and, and I don't I don't think that um, <laughs> this game's going to be much different, and that's that's just where I stand with this. I mean, Less. It, it, last time we played them, it was 53, uh, 30. So. Oh, was it? Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't remember that number, 53 rebounds. Holy moly. Um, yeah. but you know, this, that's how, that's how, um, that's how Clemson beat them. You know, they were rebounding the ball. That's a, just not a good, not a good matchup for UNC as far as, as far as that goes. But, um, we kind of know who they are and we know the players, very veteran team. We all know what happened last time. So, um, just another opportunity for Syracuse to try to, Shocked the world. Um, we'll see what happens, Joe. Yeah, you know I mean, you have anything <laughs> to really say about this or what? Yeah, well, I mean, North Carolina just beat Miami last night. By the way, at just Miami, just barely, and there was 75. a controver- there was a controversial call too at the end of that game. Was there a lane violation or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I saw that Trimble, Seth Trimble, didn't get any minutes. Uh, he played twenty plus against us last time, but. I don't know what the deal is with him, but yeah. Hopefully it's different. You know, last time we played North Carolina scored 50, 50 points in both halves. And, um, you know, it was 52 to 30 at halftime. And this is, you know, a team that, that can play fast. They are deep. And that's, I think, why it makes it so, so tough for us. So, but like you said, we got to shock the world. I mean, North Carolina, and we have to, you know, you look at them, you know, they just beat a Duke team as well. And this is a team that can win a national championship. So, uh, God, I hope not. Oh, I'm not, I'm looking. I get what you're saying, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's just, that's just real. That's just real. Like, they're, they're the best they're team. They're that good, yes. In my opinion, in right. the ACC. So, I yeah. mean, it would, but it also tells you a win like this would, would launch us in in the um, the net rankings, and you know it would definitely give us um, a, a marquee win to put on a resume, and it might be able to change, you know, the outcome of the season. So I was hoping Clemson was going to be it, and ended up being Joe Girard Day, and um, mm-hmm. now we have a chance to to like you said, <laughs> stun the world, and also put ourselves back into. You know, bubble talk because, like I said, we have five winnable games after this. So if we, yeah, if we can, you know what I mean? Yeah, if they win this and they and they go on a run after this, then absolutely, you could talk bubble stuff. But but just even if they were to win this game, I mean, I don't think it's it's not. I don't think it's putting us in any conversation. I just think it's a great win. Well, it's a great win. But they would have to win after this. To right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, I mean, I know that you know traditionally the they have looked at like the top the last ten games, like how are teams playing near the end of the year um, for momentum and stuff like that. And again, you know, there's still an ACC tournament that's got an automatic bid um, as the um, as the prize. Right. Yeah. So Syracuse did slip four spots too in in the net after the loss against Clemson which is kind of crazy but anyway yeah um, we still got that 
quad one win though. You still got that you one, got one quad, quad one win. Yeah, that's that one quad one win. <laughs> um. Anyway, all right. Well, quick turnaround for Syracuse. Got to shake it off. Got to get back after it. And you know, unfortunately, it doesn't. Um, this this is going to cap off a three game. Three games at home, and you know, back on the road to Georgia Tech and NC State, who probably you know, NC State wants revenge, right? You got a very winnable game in Notre Dame, oh, sure. and in my opinion, you got a very winnable game at Louisville. But on the road is tough. But Notre Dame's at home; they should wax the floor with Notre Dame. Shouldn't even be a question. So, and Virginia Tech at home too is is a good one to have at home. I feel like if you're looking at the rest of the games, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, I wonder if old boy's going to be able to go home for it. Oh, our boy Geo. Golly, yeah, that's right. Um, that would be, yeah, that would be interesting. That'd be cool. Probably. Right. Um, you know, he's he's kind of, he's a superstar down there, over there. Well, over there for me in Blacksburg. He's a superstar. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, see him, um. he's getting around to a lot of the way games and stuff like that. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him be pretty cool um anyway that's about all i got any, uh, what are your uh what are super bowl plans man oh super bowl plans uh, we just we just make good food and sit at home i don't do anything oh. i don't oh, nice. bet on anything i don't buy any squares i don't get into all that and but you know we just pig out and watch the game and it's tough. It's tough when you really just don't like either team. You know, it's 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 not that exciting. You know, if I got a pick, you know, I had I had I, I if I had to pick, I'd have to pick the Forty ers just because I I can't stand the Chiefs. I can't stand them. They're so loathsome. They really are. I can't stand well, them. Well, it's coming from a Raiders fan. True. That's probably part of it, yeah. May yeah, you think? <laughs> so, uh, think that in Jamal the whole, Charles, the, Jamal Charles did that to you by himself. I, I yeah. Well, I think too. If I see a, 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 one more thing, like Taylor Swift, is just so, I'm so it's I'm so over it. That entered into the Syracuse game a, a few games ago. Who was it? Was it the Wake Forest game? No, I think it was. Yeah, it was at Wake Forest. It was. They were holding. Or it's just. It's just too. It's too much, man. The idolatry. It's too much for me. Yep. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, I don't really like talking about it because now your opinions get thrown at you. So, you know, there's this whole thing now where if you don't like it, then you're either a misogynist or you're just an insecure man. Is that what it is? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Colin Coward had this whole like tirade about it. Really? I poked. Yeah. I posted something on uh, Facebook and like some girl I went to high school with like came back like imagine being that um, petty. No, what she said insecure that threatened. Oh, oh yeah, this is I've heard by this them, line by them showing yeah by them showing a you know a female on TV for twenty five seconds out of a full three hours. Does, like does does she need that? She's a superstar. We all know she's a superstar. She was a superstar a superstar before this. I, I don't understand. Like, right. when, did you well, care beforehand? Did you care uh, seeing her on anything her commercials or anything? Did you care before they just showed her face every five seconds in a football game? I didn't. 
I didn't. No. Well, I didn't. I watch sports to watch sports. I don't give a crap who's in the stands. I have I have zero Fs to give. Like, play, I'm, I'm watching this for the game. I'm not watching this to see what Taylor Swift is doing in the box with, with the with the agonizing Mrs. Mahomes cares? up there. She's a worldwide pop star, and she's they're only showing her for three seconds at a time. Why would you even care? Why would that bother you? I just told you why I cared because I'm trying to watch a football game, not what Taylor Swift is doing with the 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 absolutely irritating Mrs. Mahomes up there. Yeah, but you know how much time in an actual three-hour football game is actually football and them not just showing a whole bunch of random stuff? So why aren't you triggered when they show other people or other celebrities? I am. I've talked about this with Syracuse (laughs) games with Adam Weissman. You know what I'm doing. I I know you are, but I think I'm pretty consistent on it. Remember the whole Adam Weissman thing? I've, I've, I've gone on that tirade too like i don't we, care who adam weissman brings to the game i don't care yeah, that's cool but it's also a distraction right it's a distraction yeah. for the players it's everything like that you know it's it's, it's and, and of course i got baited into response of course like, you did because you just can't keep your mouth shut so. well no no i'm no no that's you okay i know <laughs> that is me that is me but i was kind of just you know i just eased into it like you know i um you know i only only posted this because i thought it was funny not because i actually like care that much do it or do it or believe it. Well, the worst thing was was it was like a, it was like one of those like what are they gifs or gifts or whatever where it says something like me every time they show Taylor Swift um, for every catch that Travis Kelsey has or something and it was like a guy like pouring hot sauce into his eyeball. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny. You know what I'm saying? Right. God so forbid to- you think something's funny and share it with people. Right. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, imagine being threatened by, because they should. And all of a sudden I'm like threatened. Like I just. By the I, way, who got triggered uh, there? Who got triggered there? Oh, I know. Yeah. I right. mean, it seems to me like if. if and I just if, I tried to laugh it off and she was like, you got to use logic. Don't be so upset. So what do you hate? Love? Oh, my God. And I'm just like, <laughs> OK, fair. And I, well, I, cause I even said, I said, to be fair, if I'm watching a Taylor Swift concert, I don't want to see them going off to the crowd to Travis Kelsey. Exactly. Right. Because that's yeah. not it's not his concert. Right. Right. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I, I'm just I try to be like kind of fair and even down the line, too. And then I said, and, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, every every football team has 53 players and a whole bunch of coaches, too. You know, what about the guys that have wives and kids? And how come we're not showing them? They're not pop stars, Joe. How, how come we're not celebrating families and, you know, people's kids and stuff? It's always just this person who's going to date this person for a hot summer, make make a cool million, you know, shit ton of money <laughs> for themselves in the NFL before they move on to the next one. Do you hate love, Joe? I guess so. <laughs> Seems to me like there was one person triggered in that whole thing. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was and it wasn't you. Was, like I said, I was like sitting there trying to make logic. And she's like, that's not logic. You have to use logic. She's a pop star. She was like, she's the pop star. Stop crying. And I just finally conceded. And I said, I'm only crying because I have hot sauce in my eyes. <laughs> Is that what you said? So, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, that ended it. That ended it. But it was just, you know, I'm right there with you. I wanted this. Best thing to be this year, I actually wanted Buffalo to beat them. Um, I wanted Buffalo to get through that because I just didn't want to watch the Taylor Swift thing anymore. So, 
And you and I have never had a conversation about the Taylor Swift thing before now, by the way. I don't, I don't believe so. No, no, we haven't. I didn't even know your thoughts on it. And the reason I didn't know your thoughts on it is because I didn't ask. And I didn't ask because I didn't care. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's really not that I mean, big you can deal, be, you, know? you can complain about something and, and not be like triggered by it and just be totally irritated. You know what I mean? There's a difference between being triggered and irritated. Yeah. That's it. Um, that. Yeah. We'll end it there. Yeah. That's going to be enough of that and enough of us. You're welcome. We will try to get back here Wednesday. We'll see how it goes with UNC and um, play that one by ear. How about that? Appreciate y'all. For Joe, Sean, Rob.